0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Edified Equity podcast. My name is Dino, CEO of Edified Equity and here we talk about all the benefits of being a passive investor in an apartment syndication. But today I have a special uh, program. This is actually the first uh, of many Hangton with Dino series. So this is episode number 31 and I have with us Scott Bowers, the Uh, host the podcast host of hashtag invest this and we want to jump in right into hanging tin but before we do that I'm gonna ask him to tell us a little bit more about himself go ahead Scott
1: absolutely Dino thanks for having me here I'm glad to be here yep I am uh, CEO of HBSB holdings here in sunny Phoenix Arizona and we do a bunch of different things actually I have a single-family portfolio we flip single-family Flipping wholesale single-family houses, as well as uh, passively invest in multifamily uh, investment deals. And so, um, pretty well-versed, I guess, in that realm and, and enjoyed a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you here. I was a guest on Scott's podcast that aired not too long ago. I had a great time and want to just, again, thank you for that opportunity. Absolutely. Well, yeah, so what we're going to do today, uh, since this is our first one, I feel it, it uh, calls for a little bit of background. As most of you may or may not know, I am a veteran of the United States Navy. And when I was a veteran, I was, uh, not that we were home much, but I was based out of Norfolk, Virginia. And I took up surfing, and I really loved that it. it was a combination of being athletic. It really just took took you to a place almost like meditation. Um, they had nature involved and I just enjoyed it. So as a play on my passion and love for surfing, I wanted to do a series with guests, expert guests like Scott called Hanging Tin with Dino. So Scott, are you ready to hang tin? I'm ready, man. Let's do
1: it. All right.
0: So the first question is, uh, what or when was your aha moment that drove you towards real estate versus other things that you could have done?
1: Absolutely. And you know, that's really a pretty easy question for me growing up. I was always an entrepreneur and always in sales and really what, what it was uh, that pushed me into real estate was that I was looking for somewhere that I knew was never going to go away. Real estate is one of those things that is a basic human need, which is shelter. And not only that, but there is real estate all over the place. Everything that we do on a daily basis is housed in real estate. Everything that we, um, Every store you walk into, every business that you're in, it's all real estate. Every house that you live in, apartment that you live in, et cetera, is all real estate. So I knew that that was a way that, you know, I wasn't going to get uh, kicked out of the market. You know, so it's always going to be here.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not going away. <laughs> not going away. Yeah. I I say that also, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. One of the things is shelter. and Right. you can provide safe, affordable shelter. You're, you're you're in a business that will always be in demand right Yep. all right. right well thank you that was great all right question number two if you could go back and have a discussion with your younger self what age would you be and what would you say
1: um You know, I I guess I've been very fortunate and one of the big things I've done in my life is always taken massive action to get to where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. But if I could go back and uh, go to the beginning of my entrepreneurial career, I would say to myself, go big, go bigger, faster. Do not be afraid to go bigger, faster, because uh, failing forward is the best way to fail. And if you go, if you shoot for the moon and you don't make it all the way there and you make it halfway, well, you still got pretty far. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people, you know, kind of step, take small steps, and and uh, shoot for the moon because you, you might just get
0: there. All right, and how, so how how far back would you go? Who are you talking to?
1: Well, I started my first business when I was a junior in high school, um, so I would have been sixteen sixteen years old. Um, so probably around then, because okay. what I should have done is. Uh, when, I, when I moved, when I went to college, um, I, I worked the entrepreneurial job um, during the summertime. But what I should have done is employed people to take my spot at that time and kept that business rolling yeah. while I wasn't working in it myself. But you know, at the time, I mean, I was so young and I was just kind of going with the wind. So what happened, happened. And I, I'm very fortunate for it.
0: Yeah, I got it. Well, that's great. So you already got a younger start than most people, so uh, that is, you know, kudos to you there. Question three, what has been or who has been the most influential person in your life and or career?
1: Um, Well, that's kind of a tough question, but the first person that comes to mind is my grandfather on my mom's side. And the reason why is because uh, he is a farmer from the Midwest, and he has been uh, the hardest worker and the smartest person I've ever known in a lot of different ways, and um, you know he's he's battled adversity to the to a massive extent on a lot of levels and succeeded, uh, and so to, to look at that and the respect I have for him is just I mean it is absolutely massive. And to give you a brief synopsis of what that what I mean by that, he basically he raised three daughters and his wife on the farm. Uh, he was the president of the bank uh, in the small town in Illinois where where they're from um, or my family's from I guess and decided to take the leap of faith and and start a farm and so he moved out to uh, a a property that was owned by somebody else and farmed the land for them on their behalf did that for several uh, several years long time uh, to eventually now he he owns or we own the farm uh, as a family but Throughout that time period, uh, he broke his back. Uh, If you know what a grain elevator is, it's the uh, piece of machinery that takes grain up into the grain bins um, for storage. And it basically is a silo and it it kind of cycles. Mm -hmm. Well, he got wrapped in that. And uh, he got wrapped up and broke his back entirely and was in a a body cast for a long long time, but survived that and still remained farming. Uh, He had a brain tumor, uh, which he had to have removed. And from that, he actually lost all the hearing in one of his ears and therefore lost all of his, uh, if you know anything about your hearing is what makes you have balance, Mm -hmm. are your eardrums. And so losing one of those, his balance is way off. But you know what? He struck back from that, continued to farm. And even today, he is um, 82 years old and still, although he's not the sole operator in the farm. He's still very active in it. And not only that, but he's the sharpest tool that I know in the shed. He can still recite numbers from when his very first car purchase or he has everything documented. I mean, it's just very, it's a elaborate operation. It's very uh, impressive. So that would be the person I would say.
0: Uh, For sure. And I can see why you would say that. That sounds amazing. I know exactly what you're talking about if it's in my mind, those screws, because I grew up in Louisiana and was raised by entrepreneurs. And one of the businesses we had was um, ice houses. And we had a screw that did the same thing. It would pull the ice up to a hopper and then it would get blown into boats. I was I'm from the Gulf of Mexico. So I, I'm familiar with that. Um, but he's, he's lucky he just broke his back because if it's what is in my mind, I mean, that could easily have killed him.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Could have killed him. And so once again, one of the reasons why it's amazing. He not only survived that, but thrived from it and uh, used that as, you know, he didn't use that as an excuse, but a, a reason to succeed.
0: Yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right. Number four, what has been the most instrumental tool that you use in your business?
1: So when I started my business, um, it was basically, how do I funnel leads? Where do I where do I keep all of these? How do I make the system, or how do I uh, make sure that I don't let leads fall through the cracks and I keep everything organized? So the number one most important tool that I've ever used is called Investor Fuse. And it's a CRM that I actually helped to build. The CEO wow. of that company is a friend of mine. And we, uh, we built, when he originally started the first uh, version of it, we built it kind of off my... Platform on off my business because yeah. uh, it was a real it's a real estate based um, CRM system and so for me you have to or it doesn't matter what business you're in if you can't organize your leads and your Deals and everything in one spot. You will let stuff fall through the cracks and that that would be the most uh, Instrumental tool that I think I've used so far in my business.
0: And what's his name? His name's Dan Schwartz. Dan Schwartz I Yes, I'm Schwartz. familiar. I don't use that but I'm familiar with it I've heard Dan's name before I've heard the investor views before so I just was curious
1: yep yep good friend of mine uh, it's been a fantastic operation to watch him grow and it's been very influential in my business
0: awesome okay number five so this is one that's um, asked Routinely on other podcasts and uh, shows, but what's the best or most influential book? Now, this can include an audio book, um, podcast, movie, documentary, anything like that and along that those that line um, that has helped you throughout your life and your real estate business.
1: So you know, I think this book is it's such a common book, but it's such an influential and impactful book, which is "Think Think and Grow Rich." And the reason why. Napoleon Hill really was a, a, an intelligent individual yeah. and at that time uh, that he wrote the book, this is far before us, right, uh, the original version of the book, he was on something and it is basically that if you can see it in your mind, it can become reality and um, I think that so many of us get stuck in between our, our, our two ears and don't fully um, utilize that theory to the to the to the extent that it should be and so that that book to me is the most uh influential i think and and i continue to read it And i would say that i read it every year but that's the goal it just doesn't always seem to happen this mm-hmm. year is almost over and i haven't read it again this year but you know it's uh that would be my favorite book
0: yeah i agree it's a, it's definitely a classic and i think a favorite of most people and if you put exactly what you said if you take the mindset And what we started off with was what you went back and told your younger self, that massive action and go bigger, faster. I think if you have those two things and you put them into play, um, it's it's hard to go wrong.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: All right. Number six, what daily habits or rituals do you perform that help you stay focused and be successful?
1: So there are two very important pieces of my morning that happen every single day, no matter what. And that is, exercise and meditation Got it. every single day my alarm clock goes off at 4:50 a.m every day okay and, and most days i'm up you know a couple minutes before that but i'm very uh i i have to get up and i have to meditate first and then i and then i work out every day because in my mind that's how you reset yourself and you set yourself up not only mentally but physically to conquer the day to treat the day and, and make sure you get everything done and especially you know, here here in Phoenix right now, it is the sun is not even up yet. By the time I'm done working out, and yeah. so I am just charged and ready to go every single day, ready to take on whatever challenges that day is going to bring.
0: Got it. Yeah. So you get that head start. I've always, I've always just. I mean, I remember from being just a young boy, um, my parents would on the weekends because uh, my dad. I had a good example where he was. I didn't hear that front door close later than four thirty a.m. ever. Uh, so I had, I always had a good work ethic, but, um, and I learned that from watching him, but I remember, uh, my mom, this is back when we had the, you turned turn the channels, but she <laughs> told me, cause I would wake up early and she would like, just, you turn the TV on and captain kangaroo is going to be playing. <laughs> so they had me fixed up. So I didn't wake up the whole house. <laughs> Um, okay. And I agree though. What I'm, what I was trying to get at not that I watched Captain K <laughs> is that I still, to this day, that's been my most productive times is because I get it. I do a lot of business, um, even with people on the East coast. So, and they're like two hours ahead of me, but still I get up and moving and get a jump on even on their day. And it, it just helps so much. So I, I'm in alignment with that for sure.
1: Not only that, but everybody else, you know, not everybody else, because obviously there are deals that are up and around at that point. But for the, for the most part, most people are not awake at that time or they're not, you know, my phone's not ringing. I don't have people calling for different reasons at that time. Yeah. This is my time in the morning to get my stuff done and mm-hmm. to get centered for the day to make sure I can really conquer what's, what's ahead.
0: Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay number seven what is the best piece of advice you would give to someone just starting out as a real estate investor
1: well this is going to go back to a previous answer that I had and you know it's 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 very common across the board and this is take massive action take massive action anytime you feel like it's a little bit uncomfortable that's the time that you need to be because that's where you're growing yeah that's where that's the best opportunity for you to move forward and uh, Don't be afraid of it. Embrace it.
0: Yes. Yeah. I remember, um, I remember one, um, kind of thought leader. And one of the things he always said would say is you grow the more you grow the most when you're on the, when you're on the border of like order and chaos. And, uh, and if you can just keep pushing through to that other side, you know, it's there. And then there's going to be a new kind of chaos to break through. But, 100% that's when you grow because that's when when the other I don't know 98 95 99% of the people turn around and go back to comfort You got to push through Yep, you have to push through and and it's uncomfortable. I mean, I'm dealing with that right
1: now uh, And it's uncomfortable, but uh, it's what's needed to keep moving
0: forward. So that's what we're doing agree. yeah, agree. A hundred percent. I'm in the same boat. I actually just, I posted something recently about, um, cause I talked about fear on your, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to my episode on Scott's at, at the very end, when he puts me through the lightning round, I talk about fear and the first time I conquered fear. But, um, it's like, if you're not experiencing fear, I don't know. I don't know if you're truly experiencing life. And I've always found it to be it's like a high. It's exhilarating, and even if I'm shaking in my boots, I like to, you know, attack it and uh, get it, Having that breakthrough is when you feel good, and then you realize there there's going to be another wall there, and you do it again.
1: Yep. Yep. True. Statement. Um.
0: Yeah. Okay. Number eight. What is the one thing you would have done differently when you first started out real estate investing? Well, you know, This is really. Did I just ask that? no no no. we talked about the best piece of advice okay yeah you're right so the one thing you've would done differently
1: yeah and and really this is also very simple for me and that would be uh, in my world I would start off uh, investing in apartment buildings from the very beginning yeah that's that's really uh, what I would do differently Um, because now that I've been seasoned and I have you know we've seen a ton of success I know how the business works on the single-family side In a way, it's prevented me from really taking the leap into multifamily full-time. Because I'm I'm working on the single-family stuff and I know how that works, I know how that generates revenue, but it takes me away from really focusing on building out my uh, multifamily business as much as a single-family one, right? right? So that's what I would do differently. Um, Pretty simple.
0: Yeah, I got it. And I, and I get it too. It's like you're doing you're doing so well. It's hard to 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 either either implement the team you need to take over. Um, and then you have that problem that a lot of people experience is like, can anyone do this as good as I can? Like, is, is anyone as invested in the success of the business as me? But you're so focused there that it's hard to and it's bringing in income. So it's hard to take the leap. And if you would have started, if you would have started in multifamily, you wouldn't be having this good problem.
1: (laughs) Right. uh, And it is a good problem to have. (laughs) Right. And eventually, you know, that, that time will come where it's a full transition. Yeah. But you know, there's also the shiny, shiny object syndrome that you don't ever want to, you know, fall prey to, but it's unfortunate because a lot of us do. And although I know multifamily is not necessarily that way, um, you know that that's my single family business has prevented me from
0: getting over to that right yeah I understand Um, and so that was question number eight for the record here is number nine if you had to choose one would it be to have a million liquid today so it's like here you go here's a million dollars or would you travel back in time maybe it was that 16 year old self we talked to earlier being able to take all the knowledge and wisdom you have today and start over. Ooh, that's that's a powerful question right there.
1: Um, So, just so I clarify the question, either take a million dollars today,
0: liquid, and you're in,
1: you're today, yeah. Okay, million bucks today, or I go back, taking all the knowledge that I have today, and go back to my sixteen-year-old self and do it again, but you get
0: the brain that's in your head right now.
1: That, to me, that's an easy question now that I can clarify that. I would certainly go back with the knowledge I have today, go back to my former self when I was 16 years old, and and just implement what I know now, because I would make way more than the million dollars. I'd be able to utilize and spread that so, so many different places, and uh, yeah, I would absolutely go back and uh, and try to relive with the knowledge I have today, back then. <laughs>
0: I love that answer, and I'm in alignment with that as well. It's like do it. i would do it again. So, and here that was number nine. So we're hanging ten here, wrapping, getting close to the wrap up. What currently excites you, and or what projects are you working on? And we have time, so you can feel free to share both, and it might be both. It might be the same answer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Really, what it, what excites me is is a couple of things. Um, Going into 2019, what's going to happen over these next 12 months is going to be very, very exciting from a real estate investment standpoint. Mm. Um, From a life standpoint, uh, this last 12 months, I've grown a lot as a person and found out a lot about what it is that I truly want and the direction that I want to go. And so going into 2019, I'm very excited to see, um, I guess, to to really put myself out there where I want to be and, and stop being afraid to do so. Um, you know, I think every entrepreneur out there has a bit of fear in them or something that, that holds them back from, from something that they want to, where they want to go or what they want to achieve. Yeah. some will say, I mean, I I feel like I'm a very massive action taker, but there's always a little bit of something that, um, you know, I, I'm either preventing myself from getting or, you know, not. For, for whatever reason not doing and so in 2019 that for me I'm, I'm not going to do that I'm putting a stake in the ground saying this is not going to happen for 12 more months or for another year we get one lot one time to live this life that's it yeah. so it's time to, to step up to the plate and, and start taking the action that I've been preaching and start taking the action that I've been wanting to do for so long
0: yeah I love that I love that and I, I say this um, to myself, I say it to my kids or people just that I'm inspiring, whether it be on social media or wherever. But I, I always constantly remind myself, this is not a dress rehearsal. Like, it's happening now. We're in it. So it's time. So there's not, you know, there is. That's uh, the fav- one of my favorite uh, movie scenes is. and I, So I grew up with, you know, Rocky and Rambo, Sylvester Stallone in his heyday. And I remember in Rocky when Apollo Creed says, because he's like, we'll do it tomorrow. And he's like, there is no tomorrow. And I that pops up into my brain constantly, and again, just constant reminder is you're in it, like you're living life right now. This is it. It's not a dress rehearsal. It's it's time. It's go time.
1: Yep, yep, it is go time. And I tell you what, it can go by just like that without you know you blink an eye, and all of a sudden, ten years have gone by. Um, you know, I, I just had my thirtieth birthday in July, and for me, although thirty is a very, very young age still. Um, it, it was kind of a, you know, wow, wow moment because here I'm 30, the things that I've been thinking about doing and saying, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it next month or I'll do it yeah. when I have this in the bank or I'll do it when I know this person or that person, you know, the, the time is here and I, and I still haven't done the things I've wanted to do. So now's the time. Let's get it done.
0: Yep. Now's the time. Zig Ziglar says, um, if you wait to leave your driveway, so all the lights are on green, you'll never go. <laughs> yep. So it's like, it's, you go, you face the obstacles, you get through it. Well, Scott, now, yeah, go ahead, sorry.
1: I was, I was just gonna say, you know, the projects that I'm working on right now, it's also a good follow up question to go to that because right now the project that I'm working on is one, putting people in place on the single family business to allow me to step away. Yeah. So that I can therefore focus on multifamily greater that that is that is a big project for me it's something that I'm very nervous about it's one of my uncomfortable moments that I'm going through right now that you know it just it needs to happen yeah um and so you know that that would that would be probably one of the biggest projects that I'm working on currently the other project is is uh, sourcing a multifamily deal and, and raising capital I mean we're yeah actively doing that and, uh, excited to do that. But, um, you know, once again, it's one of those things where I'm nervous to do it because it just, it it just needs to get done. Um, and, and so that's where we're at.
0: I got it. Well, that that all sounds exciting. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show and being the first uh, official guest for the Hang 10 with Dino series that I'm going to be doing throughout the year. If our listeners want to get a hold of you, what is the be- I mean, obviously, hashtag invest this podcast, go check that out. Um, but what are the what is the best way for them to get a hold of you?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So you can go to investthispodcast.com and you can listen into the show if you'd like, but also you can get in touch with us that way. Uh, you can also go to Southwest Property Buyers.com. Shoot uh we can, we have all sorts of contact links on that. I'm all over any social media uh, that's out there. You can reach us that way, or you know, I'll go ahead and give my, my email out. It's Scott Bauer at dot That'll give a direct link to me and, uh, you know, happy to answer any questions that anybody might have out there or any way I could add value to any of the listeners. I'd love to do so.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks so much. And Scott's going to shoot me over that information. So we have it in the show notes. So it's easy access for you as well in case you're driving um, or laying down, relaxing, you don't have a pen and a paper with you. Uh, But what I always like to say is if you found this information helpful, please tell a friend. I don't have anything to sell, but I am on a mission, and I will continue to interview great guests like Scott and provide quality, consultative, educational information on a routine basis. Thanks for uh, joining in to episode 31. This is Dino Pierce, CEO of Edified Equity, signing off. Goodbye.